Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our WealthManagement.com Industry Awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients. Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Forums, where we will hear from finalists that are paving the way in the wealth management industry. Today, we're going to be talking about making sense of digital assets and portfolios, and I'm joined by Ben Cruikshank. He's the president of Flourish Financial. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how Flourish works with financial advisors for our listeners to, to have some, some context, and all, all of them have uh, dipped into working with crypto assets, uh, despite all the a lot of the hype around them and a lot of investors very interested in them. Sure. And, and, and thanks, Davis. Really a, a pleasure to be here and to speak to your audience. Start some 30,000 foot view. Our mission here at Flourish is to provide innovative access to financial products that advisors can't easily access today. So what we're always thinking about it at Flourish is what kind of product would an advisor love to offer to his or her client, but maybe they're blocked. They, they don't have the right solution available. There's a regulatory issue, compliance issue, technology issue, whatever it may be. Unlike others in the crypto space, we started our journey about five years ago with a product called Flourish Cash. The idea here is really a, a cash management solution that helps advisors help their clients with their held away cash, the cash that's sitting in bank accounts. And so launched that product about five years ago. And I bring that up to say, it's been a five-year journey of really enmeshing ourselves in the RIA ecosystem of working today with 450 different firms across the United States, so a broad swath of the advisory community, building out integrations with folks like Tamrac and Orion and, and eMoney, learning you know, the regulatory compliance, how, how to speak advisor, I sometimes call it to my, to my team, and really enmesh ourselves in this landscape. About two years ago, we heard from advisors. We're always asking folks, what are you struggling with? What are you hearing from your clients? And the noise around crypto started to become deafening. Crypto emerges from this you know, fringe movement to a multi-trillion dollar asset class. And the thing that struck us was that advisors were almost entirely sitting on the sidelines, unable to engage. There weren't products built for advisors. There were a couple solutions, some OTC traded trusts, some private funds, things like that. But all of them were completely inferior from a user experience perspective than how easy it was for a client to go to a big retail exchange, place like a Coinbase, open an account in five minutes, put in a hundred bucks and you know, let it let it ride. And that 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 balance or that that discrepancy really struck us. Here so easy for retail clients to get involved. And advisors really don't have solutions. They're left sitting on the sidelines. And so we decided to do something about it. You know, building off the back of our Flourish Cash infrastructure and, and our experience with advisors, about a year ago, we launched a product called Flourish Crypto, a turnkey cryptocurrency investing solution built specifically so that advisors can bring crypto into their practice, just like any other asset class around things like trading, compliance, billing, integrations, you name it, to try to demystify crypto, try to take it from something that was this esoteric held away asset, this, this different, this other, and really translate it for the advisor ecosystem within a user experience 
that was simple and beautiful and clean and looked again a little bit more like one of those retail exchanges. So that's what brings us to our digital assets journey, launching a cryptocurrency solution about a year ago, as I'm sure we'll get into a little bit, but crypto has had a challenging year in some respects. At the same time, we've onboarded about 75 different RAAs to our solution, average firm of around 1.5, 1.6 billion. So really sizable, important firms. And really all of that comes from the basis laid by our, our cash business, the type, you know, many of those were existing clients, all of whom are often coming to crypto for the first time and struggling and asking questions and thinking through how does this fit within my business? Just like I'm sure plenty of you are listeners. Uh, most advisors, you know, they advise on stocks and bonds, ETFs, et cetera. Um, and a lot of them have gotten used to uh, using account aggregation services to, to get a window into, you know, held away assets, but they really haven't started to think of crypto sort of as in the same vein as a held away asset. Can you, can you um, kind of explain the value of that and sort of being able to show the holistic picture with, you know, crypto assets included in that mix? Sure. And, and once again, you'll forgive me with a, an interlude to our, our cash business. Advisors often think they know about held away assets. They often think they've asked the question. When we started the cash business, we asked advisors, how much cash do your clients hold? And the answer is often we hold one to 2% in the portfolio for billing model reasons, liquidity reasons, operational reasons. We said, how much cash do you think is actually out there? And they said, I don't know, not much. I, I think I've got a sense of it. Yet at the same time, a number of studies were showing that high net worth individuals had 10 or 20% of their wealth in cash. So a million dollar client might have 100 or 200 grand sitting in the bank that advisors are largely blind to. I can say from Flourish Cash, those numbers and that phenomenon is true. Our average Flourish Cash household has about $145,000 with us. That's not even their whole cash holdings. They've got existing money at the bank, still money in their checking account. We think the actual household maybe is about double that. And then we go back to those same advisors and we say, your one to $2 million household has $150,000, $300,000 in cash. And they say, sheepishly, <laughs> I guess there was a little more out there than we were aware of. Now you translate that over to digital assets. Um, if you ask advisors, how many of your clients are investing in digital assets? The answer is often, I don't think very many. Oh yeah, there's this one guy, he's been asking me about it for five years, but I don't think very many. Yeah, you can find the surveys. Estimated 25% of American households have owned crypto. To put that number in context, that is on par with the percentage of Americans that own CDs at banks. <laughs> we can all dispute the numbers, the facts, the figures. Maybe that's 10 points high, maybe it's 10 points low. I, I, it doesn't really matter. The fact is you ask advisors, it's, I don't know, one guy, it's Larry. You know, Larry's got some crypto and has been asking me for years. And you look at the data and it is overwhelming. And it is not just millennial. It is not just the youngest cohort. Our average client age for represent, you know, for, for example, is about 48, which, you know, is younger than the average RA client, but is not all that young. And so, um, and certainly means that half the clients are older than that. And so again, you think about that held away asset, most advisors, I would say, are blind to even asking the question. And there's a couple of extra dynamics with crypto particular. On the client end, we have heard from advisors that their clients are embarrassed to ask them about crypto. Because the advisor has spent years saying, no, 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 ignore it, ignore it, it's fine, ignore it. That client is then sheepish that they bought $10,000 at you know Coinbase Silver Thanksgiving last year or whatever in the run-up because their friends were telling them to. And so you've got client embarrassment really leading the way as why, you know, why are clients not being super open and transparent with their, their advisors? And on the advisor end, you often run into education. Advisors don't want to look like they don't know what they're talking about for their clients. And so am I comfortable as an advisor broaching a topic that I know I'm not an expert in? 
Like, am I going to go out on a limb and say, how much crypto do you hold, Davis? And this, you, you say something complicated about blocking, you know, staking or mining, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm out of the conversation here. And so you see this two-sided effect of embarrassed clients and advisors in their own way embarrassed to ask the question and ultimately translates to advisors do not know what their clients have going on. Tens of millions of Americans open an account at Coinbase or Gemini or Robinhood, you name it. And advisors aren't having that question about held away cash, held away crypto, both those held away assets, um, one and both. And from the advisor perspective, that means it's harder to give holistic advice. It's harder to say we're taking the right amount of risk of the portfolio. It's harder to say we're providing holistic tax or estate planning or, or you name it here or there. It's, it's, it's a compromising position because your clients are out there building relationships with other financial institutions, selling them other things. So for a lot of reasons, we think it's important for advisors to ask the question, but I think they're not even getting a conversation started often. Well, I wanted to back up briefly on to the, to the cash question. And, and uh, what, what have you found in working with advisors and, and clients so far about why the advisors are sort of unaware of the extent of cash holdings? What's the explanation for that? They yeah. just don't ask as you, as you suggested or something beyond that? couple of different effects, I think, going on. The first thing is most advisors are not charging on cash and certainly not held away cash, certainly not the stuff that's sitting at Chase. And so I'm a huge believer of the fiduciary advisor and AUM models or service models, flat fee models. I am a huge, huge believer and supporter. But we have to recognize for advisors who charge on things in the portfolio, that can create a little bit of a perceived conflict at a minimum, if not a real conflict. And, and that conflict might not be on, I want to charge on those assets. But the conflict might even be as simple as I'm not paid to care about that stuff. Right. And so why, why should I bother? And so I think one piece of this is advisors, if I can't make money on it, why am I talking about it? And think about that with crypto as well. I, I can't make money on it. Why am I talking about it? That's not true for every advisor. I think there are amazing, holistic, planning-oriented advisors who do ask the question, but that's piece one. Piece two, also from the advisor perspective, is they haven't had tools really to address it. Cash, yeah, they can say, hey, we can put you in, you know, the the Schwab or the Pershing or the Fidelity, the cash, you know, the sweet program or the you know, purchase money market fund or whatever. I, I'm here to say, yes, that same advisor. Is that what you're doing with your own money? Or do you have money at Wells <laughs> or Chase or City? Overwhelming we I have advisors literally every day when we introduce Flourish and they say sheepishly, I should probably do this for myself. Like I've got way too much money sitting in cash. And there's an, there's, a, there's an asymmetry there of, yeah, the portfolio options are good if you can get the clients to move the money over. But the fact is clients are still going to keep money in the bank. And if you're an advisor and you don't have a solution, how confident do you feel talking about it? Like, are you, are you going to say, hey, we're going to check bankrate.com every day, figure out the high paying accounts and like recommend mm -hmm. it. It's hard when, you don't, when you're coming with a problem and not necessarily a solution. So that's something Flourish Cash helps solve. That's something Flourish Crypto helps solve. You know, if you were an advisor with crypto and you didn't feel like you had a solution, how likely are you to start the question, the conversation? So two advisor reasons. I'll give you a third client reason, which is clients love their advisors, but people like to have their own cash. It's, it's, it's simple. If I'm a client, do I want to ask my advisor what it feels like ask for permission to buy a new car? No, <laughs> right. no. I, I like I keep $100,000 on the on the side because things come up and I don't want to have to ask about a house renovation or whatever it might be. And my my own mom is is that kind of an advisor. And yet, like I'm like, mom, you have way too much in cash. She's like, I don't want to have to go to my advisor when I like want to make a purchase. Are you kidding? And so there's a psychology here. Um, there's actually been some studies that people's happiness is more correlated to how much cash they have in the bank than their total net worth. 
And there's just something safe and comforting on the client end of this is mine. These are my assets. I don't have to ask for permission. They're just mine. And so again, how as an advisor, can you help bridge that gap? We think Flourish Cash, you know, we're biased, but is an elegant way to do it. The client still maintains the cash, but it pulls it a lot closer to the firm. If you don't have a solution like Flourish Cash and your, your, your retort is, well, we'll just get them to use the Schwab Fidelity purging TD option. I have news for you, which is some clients may do that and a lot of them won't. And grappling with it, the why, the psychology is, is important and challenging. Thank you for that. And that, that makes a lot of sense the way you explain it. Uh, coming out of the pandemic and with the recent increases in interest rates, um, have you seen you know, any changes on the platform? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> understatement. You know, we, we, we have, we've, we've done some, uh, we've had some great timing in our, in our, in our life. We uh, launched Flourish Cash at the end of 2018. We ran the business for 15 months and then rates went to zero during the pandemic. So that was a little frustrating. Uh, we then launched a cryptocurrency business, you know, uh, 14 months ago or so. And if you haven't noticed, crypto has, has, has come down quite a bit. Um, so that obviously you, you take your lumps and, and accept there's randomness and things outside of all of our control. But at the same time, um, as crypto has been more challenged over the last year and would be very transparent about that, the industry as a whole, um, interest rates are radically on the rise in the last six months. We are seeing rates that we have not seen in 15 years since before the financial crisis. And as a very interest rate sensitive business, Flourish Cash ultimately looks and feels like a savings account. The rate is extremely important. We're now paying a top rate of 3% APY. Um, that kind of number gets people pretty excited. And so what I would say is we are having the best month in our company history across virtually every single metric. The number of different advisors sending invites, the number of total invites going out, the number of dollars coming onto the platform, everything. You just see the entire business activating. And that's true in October. That was true September. That was true August. We are really seeing unbelievably higher levels, four or five X higher levels of activities today than we were seeing even six months ago. So interest rate sensitive business, you know, we like to think of it of, you know, parts of the pandemic when rates were rates were low were hard. We still actually had quite a lot of success as a business. We about doubled in size during the pandemic, but there was certainly a feeling of bend down the hatches. And now we we feel again, we don't we don't control what the Fed does. We don't um, we certainly know that part of the reason rates are going up is because other things are hurting out there in the portfolio in the world. And we're absolutely appreciative of that fact. Um, but feel like a lot of years of hard work right now are bearing fruit as the business is just absolutely hitting hitting takeoff. Well that's great to hear for you guys. Uh, and, and the clients that are that are going to be able to 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 prosper more in this, yeah. these times. Um, getting a little more tactile with the sort of technology, uh, maybe you can talk about the importance you place on kind of building out an interface and the the, the in client user experience when it comes to Flourish. I know you guys yeah, have put absolutely. a lot into the technology I, yeah. design. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's incredibly important. Um, I actually came from a robo-advisor. I come from the retail side of, of, of FinTech um, in particular. And you just see where those companies are at, your Betterments, your Robinhoods, your SoFis, et cetera, of the world, how how beautiful the experience are is. And then your headlines like Schwab rolls out digital account opening and the year is 2021. Mm. And you say, wait a second, uh, <laughs> the robo had this 10 years ago. What's, go yeah. what's going on? And at a very high level, that, that discrepancy, we think that is one of the most dangerous things for advisors, not today, not tomorrow, but you think about 10 years from now, how much larger can that gap go between best in class retail solutions and then the solutions available to REAs? Again, I'm not, you're not going to lose a client today, tomorrow, or the next day based on 
what your reporting, your performance reporting interface looks like, what your client portal looks like, what there's like, that's not a realistic conversation today, but using that clock for 10 years and how big is that gap going to be? And at what point does that start to get really painful? And there are other financial technology startups, fintechs like us who are making a difference, but you look at the lack of innovation from the big custodians and some of the big technology players in the space, and that jumps off the page. And so when we approach our world, held away assets, advisors are really good at the stuff that's in the portfolio. They're really good at click a button, we're moving to the iShares fund, trades for 400 clients at once. That, that works on the old rails. When you think about the new things, the cash that sits away from the firm, the crypto that might sit away from the firm, things in that direction, we think user experience is just of the utmost importance. Even if the rate is good, if it takes, if it's a clunky account opening experience, if it's as painful as it is at your custodians, clients are just not going to do it. It's not the same thing. And again, that advisor is not, maybe not incentivized in the same way to see it through. And so we, we see ourselves as our responsibility here is to build a best in class retail solution. Retail grade, it used to be institutional grade. Now it's a best in class retail grade solution, but do that for RIAs and use that as a competitive advantage. Our average client in either cash or crypto opens an account in about five minutes online, fully digital. We don't talk about fully digital as something we rolled out you know, last year and big fanfare. That's just native to our company and approaching it like a retail solution, but knowing you're doing it for RIAs, we think is um, going to be absolutely instrumental for our success over the long term, both with these products and with other products. The world is moving in that direction. The RIA service providers are struggling to keep up. And so making sure we are always pushing the envelope on making that experience as beautiful and simple as possible is just absolutely critical to our to our, to our success. Well, you've talked about you know the overall volatility in the crypto market uh, over this last period, but I'm curious what what is the activity you've seen and how has the, the, the Flourish crypto product fared during the recent downturn? What have, what have you actually seen on the platform itself? Yeah, I've seen a couple of different things we can talk through. I'll, you can separate advisors into a couple of different camps. There's a camp that didn't really want to do crypto in the first place. And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. And then prices come down 60, 70, 80%. And this is their validation of we're not going to be involved. And so absolutely, there are firms we signed up and there are firms we were talking to. And this is true of any crypto digital assets provider in the industry. There is one cohort that is saying, you know, we've had enough, we're, we're moving on. And, you know, I, I certainly understand that view. I don't, it's not my view, but I understand it. Then I think there's two other camps of, of advisors. There are those that I had an advisor say to me, if I like Bitcoin at 50,000, I should really like it at 15,000. And so for people who maybe believe a little bit more, and that's for advisors and that's for clients. Buy, buy low, sell high. You don't, you don't do the opposite. And so we, for as many advisors we had telling us last September, oh, we'd love to get in, but it feels like we're already too high. The, the challenge back to you is prices are low now. Is this your time to get involved? Crypto has historically been very cyclical. And I'm not here to say it will or it won't. It's coming back or it's not. I'm not setting price targets, but crypto has been very cyclical. And so if you started to believe in the investment thesis, or at least you believe that there was a chance that this asset class is roaring back, is potentially now a time to come in. And so actually we've seen more of that on the client end. We've seen clients who are sitting on cash, who in their crypto account, who are now deploying it kind of more bottom of the cycle. Don't want to read too much into that data that doesn't describe everybody, but that is certainly activity we are seeing actively on the platform, kind of fewer new accounts being opened, but the ones who are already in increased trading activity, particularly as the price drops. So that's maybe the second camp. 
The third camp of advisor, I actually, um, I relate to in some ways the most, I understand the most, which is whether we care about crypto or not, again, 25% of Americans own it. Mm-hmm. And many of our clients bought it a year ago at the highs and they're sitting on big losses. This is the, actually the time as an advisor where you can show value. Or they bought it three years ago and they're still sitting on meaningful gains. So one thing that I, that I, that I, that I push against, that I rail against, that we rail against is when advisors say, well, prices come down, we can ignore this now. And actually I think prices come down, this is actually an amazing time to start the conversation with clients. You think back to where we started, how many of your clients were embarrassed and how many were embarrassed when the price was high? Now, how are they feeling? And are they gonna be open with you as a firm about that? And so I think there's a huge opportunity, whether you are a believer, whether you hate it, whether you're agnostic to it, to reach out to clients, to talk to them, to say, hey, we talked about that thing a year ago or two years ago, three years ago. Maybe you're sitting on a loss, maybe you're not. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you invested. Let's talk about why you didn't invest or why you invested the amount, whatever that conversation is. Let's talk about whether you've done your tax reporting correctly, whether we should look at the estate planning. And again, whether you are a believer or not, I think there's a third camp of advisors that is absolutely out there saying, "Let's. this is a great time to educate ourselves as a firm and to have those client conversations that were a little, felt a little different when the market was frothy and, and, and keep activity going in the space. And so we still have advisors reaching out to us, firms signing up, particularly those who say, forget the cycles, this feels like a good time to get educated and we wanna be able to lead those conversations with clients. All right, and what, what would you... Uh... What advice would you give independent advisors when evaluating solutions to help bring in held away assets? And you know that, that that's inclusive of crypto. There are other competitors out there. What what would you say to look for specifically to give them sort of competitive advantage for based on using Flourish compared to some of the other offerings that are out there? The thing I've often said to advisors is you should evaluate crypto like you evaluate any other asset class or any other custodian. And that's a really simple statement, but it actually, I think it's fairly deep and fairly powerful. Crypto often gets swept up in this new, this different, this radical, we gotta decide right now. And that, you know, I I understand those feelings. At the same time, when an advisor brings on a new custodian, being really diligent about custody rule implications around what do we need to do to our ADV, our policies and procedures, training our staff, Um, How is daily valuation working? Does this integrate with our existing reporting systems? Does this work with the way that we do business? All of those types of things are still just as real in digital assets as they are in other other domains. And in fact, in digital assets, often you find the service providers can't answer most of those questions. Again, it's, it's that hype getting ahead of the pragmatic, the hard work of being an advisor in particular and kind of the, the diligence perspective. So a couple of things, I would focus pretty heavily on compliance. You know, are they helping you with ADV language and policies and procedures? That's something we do for all of our firms. And not every service provider has to help you there, certainly, but at a minimum, are they are they compliant? Do they Can they talk through the Advisors Act and the custody rule and why this works for your system and why that doesn't? Do they understand why daily valuation matters? Well, crypto markets, crypto trades 24 seven. So actually daily valuation is not something like stock market bell rings and price comes to a close and let's just use that time every day. These are novel questions that you need to think and not just on the crypto provider. How does that data flow over to Orion or to Tamarack or other systems that you may use? So really going in on the compliance side of things and the nuts and bolts side of these things, like you would with any other custodian or, or provider is important. Recognizing that there's a lot of new entrants to the advisory space 
who thought this was an easy market, thought this was easy money, don't know how to speak advisor. And you run up against those types of concerns. And that's where an awful lot of firms, competitors, let's say, or just players in the space have, have run into challenges. They've never talked to a chief compliance officer in RIA. I hit it pretty directly, but I would say integrations, like again, the investments, Orion's e-money is the world. RAAs build their entire businesses around those those types of companies. So if a direct integration isn't there, I think the bar goes up about a thousandfold for how can we actually practically bring this into our practice. And then the final thing I'll, I'll highlight in, in digital assets, and we've already just talked about it, so I won't belabor it, but it is user experience. Most people in America have access crypto through a retail exchange where it takes five minutes to open an account. It's easy, it's beautiful, it's simple. The advisor solutions, so to speak, private funds, OTC traded trusts, inefficient from an investing perspective, very inefficient, very expensive, tracking here, all kinds of issues, but also think crypto is more experiential than almost any other asset class, maybe in history. And so are you delivering on your client's expectations? A lot of clients, and to be candid, don't have a super grounded philosophical, this is why it should be X percent of my portfolio. They want to feel like they have exposure. And very humbly, I would say, you know, I'd be the first to admit, I don't know where crypto is. I don't know if it's, we're going to be a $10 trillion market cap a year from now, where we are today, lower than where we are today. And so recognize we're all coming at this with, with humility. And so ensuring that you're delivering on what your client actually expects out of the experience is really, really important. And you say, we've got this, you know, uh, the, uh, this private fund, it's great, but you're gonna have to sign this 60 page PDF and wire money to this, you know, custodial account and never see it again. And right. no, 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 no. Like I just wanted to be able to, you know, tell my friends and family, like I'm, I'm involved in this space. And so, and you may personally think that is a good reason or not a good reason to get involved. That's all. I think all those options are out there on the table, but recognize, make sure you know what you're solving for with your clients and whether your service provider can really deliver. Um, we're about out of time, Ben, but I did want to ask where, where can listeners uh, learn more about Flourish? Yeah, appreciate that. Um, Flourish.com. Keep it, keep it pretty simple. We've got parts of our website built for advisors. So you'll notice a couple of pages on us as a whole and about Flourish Crypto and about Flourish Cash. We have also got a whole other section of our website built specifically for clients. You are absolutely feel free to reach out to us directly. There's contact information on the website. You can also email bizdevflourish.com, B-D-E-V at flourish.com. And then a whole blog and insights and resource center. You can download white papers we've written about Bitcoin investment considerations and a regulatory primer from a top 50 law firm, a lot of other information out there on both the cash and the crypto products. So flourish.com is the start, but do not hesitate to reach out if you'd like to learn more. All right, Ben. Well, a lot of great information on today's podcast. I want to want to thank you, Ben, for joining me today. And uh, thank you to our audience for listening to the Wealthy Circle podcast. For more Wealthy Circle podcasts, visit Wealth Management TV on wealthmanagement.com. Have a great rest of your day. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.